You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 122. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. you that they are tracking their macros and you have no idea what they're talking about. The macronutrients, have you heard of that? I'm sure you have, especially if you're one of my clients, you know all about it, the protein, the fat, the carbs. Well, today I want to help everyone understand why tracking your macronutrients might be a benefit for you, how it might help weight loss, or even some of the cons against it for weight loss and for tracking. And in general, just telling you a little bit, tips and tricks, all about what you need to know about dialing in your macros. But now, this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. The Eagle's Eye on Health today, we're going to talk about something that I get a question about all the time, and it happened to show up in the University of California Berkeley School of Public Health newsletter. The question was, should I stop exercising when I have a cold? And unfortunately, we are definitely in the season when people are starting to get sick a lot and a lot of colds are definitely on the rise. So should you work out or should you not? Well, according to a Berkeley, they say it is a myth that you should stop. Studies have found that it does not matter whether people with colds exercise or rest. The duration and severity of the colds are actually the same. Colds vary in severity, of course, and people react differently to them. A lot depends on how bad you feel and how much you exercise. For example, a long, strenuous exercise period can briefly depress your immune system and actually make you more susceptible to colds and flu. Your expectations may also play a role. For me, by that I mean, if you expect that your cold will interfere with your usual workout, guess what? It probably will. So, if you have a cold or you feel one coming on, it will not hurt to exercise. They do recommend that you start slowly and at a lower intensity than what you might usually do. But just check in with how you feel. If you feel okay, work up to your normal routine. If you're feeling signs and symptoms of a more serious infection, like if you have a fever or swollen glands, diarrhea, vomiting, then your workout is definitely over. You would wanna wait until you're fully recovered, okay? So there you have it. For a cold, you can continue to work out. I always say, you know, check in with how you feel, get present in how you feel. If it's just a cold, give it a shot. If it's making you feel worse, simply stop. But you don't have to be afraid to work out if you have a cold. Sound good? Okay, moving on. Let's talk about macros. How to do it. Why people do it tips and tricks, pros and cons, and even a cheat sheet, or what we call now the free BT. (laughs) The free EBT cheat sheet. If you uh, didn't check that out from episode number 118, I gave out an awesome tracker that people absolutely loved. It was called the Dial It Back In Tracker. If you missed that, feel free to go back to number episode 118 or simply go to earnthatbody.com forward slash 
tracker and you can actually print out this great tracker. Well, I made you another cheat sheet or as I like to call it, the free BT. Uh, for today's episode, it's a cheat sheet that includes great fat ideas, carbohydrate ideas, and protein ideas, or I should say foods for all three categories. It's like an easy cheat sheet. So when you are, if you are tracking your macros and you see your fat percent is low, you can use this cheat sheet to see, okay, what would be something good to add? And it makes it nice and simple for you. So if you have no patience whatsoever and you need to you print that freebie out right now, go to shockthatbody.com forward slash macros, M-A-C-R-O-S. Now, for all of you who are driving or on a run or you don't have a pen, don't worry. For one, I will tell you that link again at the end of the show. But two, I will post all of these freebie links in the show notes for the podcast. And if you're like, well, where's that? You're gonna go to the earnthatbody.com website. You're gonna go to the top tab that says podcasts, click on that and each show is listed there. So it's another great place to check out if you've missed an episode, but just simply find episode number 122 and I will put the link there for the freebie. All right, so it makes it nice and easy for you. Now, what are macros? Macros is short for macronutrients. Macronutrients are molecules that our bodies use to create energy for themselves and that they include the fat, the protein, and the carbohydrates. Some people say to macro. <laughs> to macro means to track the number of grams of carbs, protein, and fat that you consume on a daily basis. Now, why eating macros is important? Well, Jillian Michaels actually says it best. She says, you don't want to cut out major food groups or macronutrients from the healthy carbs, fats, or proteins. Each one of these macronutrients play a integral and necessary role in the way that our bodies function. We need each and every one of them. All right. Did you hear that? We need them all. So you can forget the diets that are going to cut them out. Let's talk about the first one. The macro one I'm going to talk about is the carbohydrates. Carbs are not the enemy, right? If you've heard last week's episode, you know. Carbs are not the enemy. Even if you're trying to lose weight, carbohydrates are the most important energy source for almost all human cells. So important that we do have carbohydrates. We just want to make sure that they're the healthy carbohydrates, right? And that's in that freebie that I give you. I list all the healthy carbohydrates that you could choose from. Now, your body digests carbs, quickly turns it into sugar or blood glucose, and that is stored in the liver and the muscles as glycogen. Now, together, the blood glucose and the glycogen fuel the high-intensity exercise, the kind you need to burn fat and build metabolism, boosting muscle. So you could see why it is important to have carbohydrates. Carbs may also help you lose more weight by preventing stress eating since they are tied to your level of the happy maker trans neurotransmitter, they call it, the serotonin. Okay, so carbs, important. How often do I have to say that? I have to say it so much because everybody wants to go on the keto diet, except all of you smart listeners out there. 
Macro number two, your protein. Somehow people don't protest this one quite as much, right? You know that protein is used to build and maintain your body's lean muscle, but it does a whole lot more than that. Just so you know, protein makes up the enzymes that power chemical reactions in your body. It also makes the hemoglobin that transports oxygen through the body. And guess what? If the oxygen doesn't get where it needs to go, you can forget about having any high energy uh, to take the stairs or even powering through a really long run. It's just not going to happen. When it comes to boosting your satiety levels, so you know that feeling of feeling full? When you wanna feel full, protein rocks. So the carbs sometimes actually don't make you feel full. If you're super hungry, you might need protein. And when you eat protein, your gut makes hormones that slow down the movement of food through your GI system. And basically that means you will stay fuller for a longer period of time. By slowing digestion, protein also slows the release of the glucose in your blood or into your blood to prevent blood sugar and insulin spikes that that often create a lot of health issues. So protein, definitely a macro that you want. Now, the last one is fat. And it's funny because everyone used to be afraid to eat fat, right? Well, fat makes up cell membranes. It promotes nerve and brain health, and it increases the absorption of the fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, all of which are crucial to healthy weight loss. So you need all of that. Now, tracking these important macros can really help people dial in their nutrition because it does make sure that they're eating in a more balanced way. So what we often do is we have the client or the, the, you know, I have my client check the percents of these macronutrients and that way it can guide them in meal planning on what to eat, what not to eat, or what they maybe need more of. And this helps us stay away from just tracking the amount of calories we eat for weight loss. Because as you should know, not all calories are created equal, right? So if you were on some 1500 calorie a day diet, or someone told you to eat 1500 calories a day, and you decided to eat all 1500 calories of donuts, that would be different than someone who had 15 calories of steak, and they also had broccoli, and they also had eggs, and they also had some whole grain bagels. What I'm saying is 1,500 calories is different for the different macros, as you could probably guess, right? You could go 1,500 calories of all carbs. You could go 1,500 calories of no carbs, and that would lead to a different type of body, not necessarily a healthy one, right? You want to be balanced. So you might be thinking that the keto diet, which is the one that is super high in fat and super low in carbs, you might be thinking about that right now. Like, okay, well, that's that's the macros, right? So that's people tracking their macros. And yeah, in order to do keto, you have to track these macros to make sure that you have an, enough fat. Man, they have so much fat. Uh, and not barely any carbs. Now, I think I said this in the podcast last week, but Jillian Michaels just said this. It was in the news. She said, I don't understand. Like, why would anybody think that keto is a good idea? (laughs) 
<laughs> she said this. She said, calling a keto diet, she said it's a bad plan for a million reasons. According to Jillian Michaels, the high-fat, low-carb diet ignores the reality that your cells, your macromolecules are literally made up of protein, fat, and carbs and nucleic acids. Ditching any of the three macronutrients, the protein, the fat, or in this case, the carbs, because she's talking about keto, starves the cells, threatening the body's overall health. To make a very long story short, she says, avoid the keto diet, common sense. That's what she says. Jillian Michaels, I have to say, and I said it last week, I just read her new book based on a ton of research, and they're saying if you go too low in those carbs, you're going to be starving your cells and you are going to age much faster. Okay, but back to the reality of macronutrients. For one, if you want a little more detail on each of these macros, I have done, I think I've done a podcast on almost all of them. So I have an entire protein episode where we just talk about protein in episode number 41 and 87. I do an entire episode on carbs in episode number three. That one is so long ago, but you can search it on iTunes. Just scroll all the way down. I even did an entire podcast on the keto diet. Don't get me started. It's number 71. But oddly enough, I forgot or somehow never did an episode on fat. So guess what next week's about? Next week podcast, we're going to go into the details of fat. What type of fat is the healthy fat? How much? All of that. So next week you get that. Now, again, if you're in your car or you're on your run and you're like, wait, which episode? I want to, I want to look that one up. I will include these episode numbers in the show notes as well. All right. I'll make it nice and easy for you. All you have to do is listen to me. So what is a good base start for your macronutrients? You know, a lot of people ask me, well, where do I begin? How, what percent should I be eating? Your target macronutrient breakdown, it's definitely going to vary depending on a lot of personal factors, your weight, your height, your gender, your activity level, and whatever your specific goal might be. You might want to lose weight. You might want to gain weight. Uh, you might be maintaining, and all of these would have a slightly different macronutrient ratio. Now, I always say a good place to start, generally around 40 to 45% carbohydrates, 30% protein, 30% fat. And this is not a one-size-fits-all. You have to remember, everyone is individual, every body is slightly different, um, even what an athlete needs would be different than that. So there is a lot of individualization that takes place when I personally figure out my client's macronutrients. Um, so just keep that in mind that you, you still might need someone to help you finalize what your personal numbers might be, but that's a great place to start with those percents. Now, how do you track that? There's a lot of tools out there, uh, a lot of apps, probably the two best apps that I hear people like online where they track and they log their food, the loseit.com app, which is what all my clients use. A lot of people use MyFitnessPal as well. And when you input all of your food into these online food guides or apps, 
you know, not only is it tracking your calories, but you're gonna input, okay, this food had how many grams of carbs and protein and fat. I also have my clients log their fiber, their sodium, their sugar, because that's also something very important to look at. And when you put all that information in, you can scroll down and find your ratios already calculated for you. So I can only imagine that back in the day, people used to do this by hand, but now these apps make it so easy for you that if you just input your food properly, then you can look and say, oh, look, I'm at 50% carbs right now. I'm at 40% fat, but I only am at 10% protein. Wow, that can be very eye-opening. Right? And so a lot of my clients, when they get started, and I've had so many clients who are like, I'm pretty sure I eat pretty balanced. <laughs> a lot of my vegetarians, especially, they say, you know, I'm a vegetarian, but I get a lot of protein. And then we look and we say, we log the food for a few days, and I look and I go, look at that. 10% protein is not a lot of protein. And so it can be very eye-opening and help people see that what they thought was a healthy, balanced diet was maybe not actually so balanced after all. So that's why I like tracking macros because I think it helps you create more of a balance, especially if you think you're eating balanced but potentially might not be, or maybe you are. Maybe you're gonna track for a few days and you're gonna go, look, I'm spot on, I'm doing great. In which case, awesome, stop logging. I, I don't want people to log food forever. That is just an interim thing where we teach people how much to eat, what to eat, you know, that kind of thing. So I do have a couple tricks. If you already log food, if you already track macros, or if it's something you want to do, here's a couple tricks I wanna tell you about. The first one is log your food before you eat it. And what I mean by that is maybe you input breakfast first. That one, go ahead and input. And then I want you to look at your percents. You ate breakfast, where are your percents now? Now, I'm not saying that each meal has to be exactly 30, 40, 30. You might have breakfast that's really high in carbs, and that's fine. But then you wanna make sure your lunch is lower in carbs and higher in the protein and fat. So enter your breakfast, and then before your next meal or snack, input what you want to eat before you eat it. And then look and see if it helps or hurts your percents. If it hurts your percent, meaning it makes it further off, it's not gonna be balanced, delete that and pick a different option to eat. After about one week, I will tell you, my clients totally get it. It takes one week to figure it out for most people. And the first week is the toughest if you've never logged food before because it's just kind of a pain in the booty. But honestly, most people eat the same three breakfasts, the same three lunches, and the same three to five dinners. And once you input all of that one time, then it's there. It's just the click of a button. So it gets easier and easier. But that is a really good trick. If you just log all your food and then at the end of the day you look to see how it, how it came out, that's great but you can't fix anything at that point. So if you look at the end of the day and you're like, yep, I'm still at 10% protein, well then it's too late. There's nothing we can do about it at that point. So the next day I encourage you before you eat the food, see if it's gonna help or hurt the percent by, by entering it, 
and then deleting it if it doesn't work. You know, you can enter it, that way it calculates everything out. You can say, yep, that definitely helped or didn't. And if you need to, you can delete it. Another thing that I encourage clients to look at, um, instead of looking at how high one of the macros might be, look at how low the others are. So often if you have high fat, like a high fat percent, and remember, this is these we're looking at the percents. So if your fat percent is high, then really it's your carbs and protein that are super low. So instead of thinking, how can I bring down my fat? What should I eat less of? I always say, no, no, no. What can you eat more of? More carbs, more protein. That's what you wanna look at. If you just increase the carbs and the protein, the fat percent is going to come down. So often, they, often my clients have more calories to eat because they do not eat enough and I do not starve my clients. So I tell them, instead of looking at what you can drop, now look at what you can add and add whatever's missing. So that protein is super low, you're at 10% and your fat is at like 80. So we know you need a lot more protein then for the rest of your meals. And that's where this macro cheat sheet, my ETB freebie that I'm gonna give you, that really comes into play because when you look at your percents and you go, okay, my carbs are really low, what can I add to my next meal? You can go right to this cheat sheet and I've got like 10 ideas for you of foods you could add that would benefit your carb percent. So that is where that comes into play. Now, is there any downside in tracking your macros? There's a few things. The first thing is it, it takes time and it takes effort. So, you know, like I said, that first week, if my opinion, if you just dedicate yourself to the first week, you'll be fine because you'll get everything entered and then it's done. And you know, you'll enter a few things here and there after that, but really it's just that first week. The second thing you wanna think about is quality versus quantity. Now, again, this is sort of a downside. When you are focused on tracking your macros, people are often more consumed with the calculations and meeting these certain goals for caloric intake and they stop looking at the quality of potentially what they're eating and this may cause someone to choose a food solely based on meeting that macronutrient need rather than on nutritional value so what do i mean by that so someone who is desperate to hit their protein and so their protein is low, and so they add five scoops of protein powder to hit their protein number, right? And that is no bueno, no good. All that protein powder, all that supplement, that's not quality protein. So that can happen, and yet your percents might be perfect, but that doesn't mean that you're eating quality food. So I, I sometimes see that a lot with my vegetarians and my vegans is that they're trying so hard to hit enough protein and they're using a ton of supplements because it is so hard to hit the right amount of protein, you know, as a plant-based person or, or not taking in any dairy or any meat or any fish, things like that. So that's one thing you wanna think about. I've also seen people get all their carbs from candy and, um, they can get all their fat from saturated fat instead of the healthier monounsaturated or polyunsaturated fats. So you could hit macros and not be eating nutritionally healthy foods. So that would be a downside technically of, 
of tracking macros. Also, it, it can exacerbate uh, disordered eating for some people. If, if you have had an eating disorder in the past, sometimes all of this tracking can just make you a little too obsessed and it might not be a really great fit for you. It can reduce your food variety because you might start to eat the same things all the time. And, and some people, they're fine with that, but some people, they just get so bored and that makes them want to quit. And some people actually alienate themselves socially. They never want to eat out because they're not going to hit their macros if they eat out. And you don't want that either because let's face it, life is short and you need to be able to eat out as well. Now, what's the upside? It really helps hold you accountable to the type of food that you're eating and to make sure that you're getting in the balanced nutrition that your body and your cells actually need. It even helps hold you accountable for the serving sizes that you're taking in because you start to realize as you log this food, oh, well, one serving actually looks like this and I've been giving myself about four servings in that bowl of cereal. So that's a benefit. It again, like I just said, it can show imbalances of nutrition. It can be that eye opener if you thought you were getting enough protein or you thought your carbs were okay, but they're actually not. It can allow people to not feel so deprived, uh, eating what they like and then balancing the rest of the day with other things. And that's why I like it because people always say to me, my clients say, are you gonna give me a meal plan? No, because you cannot live on a meal plan. And I, I know for me, I, long ago, I used to see a nutritionist and she would give me this meal plan for the week. And you, you kind of go into it like, oh, okay, I can do this. And after one day, you're like, okay, I can't go to the market again. I can't do another recipe. Like it's overwhelming to me to have a meal plan for every single meal for every single day. I want people to be able to eat what they enjoy, but then learn how to balance it. So meaning if you love enchiladas, I think you should still be able to eat them. So maybe you enter your enchilada dinner that day and enter that first. Enter your dinner so you can see, well, if I want to have this tonight, what would I need to eat the rest of the day to keep things balanced? And so to me, that's a way better way to go. Uh, it's also great for athletes who need to know if they're getting in enough calories and protein because for those athletes especially their recovery and their performance it's a game changer if they don't have these nutrients on track and again a lot of them tell me oh i know i get in a lot of protein and then we look and they are like 600 calories short and their protein is so low so it can definitely be a benefit for the athletes now, I always recommend you seek out a professional who can help you assess the best ratios for you, because like I said, it, it is very individualized. The numbers I gave you to start with, that's a great moderate place to start. I try to help my clients by seeing where they're at each day. I help them figure out, well, if that's where you were today, what could we swap in to make it even better next time? So sometimes it helps to have that professional who can help you figure out how to make things better and sort of give you that accountability as well. And I always say you should go in cycles. I don't want you to live in a macro world. I don't want you to live logging food. I really try to teach my clients in two sessions, what needs to be done. So we have the first phase of earn that body that comes with a pre-session where they don't even log food yet. 
Then I teach them how to log their food and, and we figure out their particular macronutrients. And then in the second session, we start to, they have a real handle on it. And so at that point, we start looking at other things in their nutrition, how to work on their exercise, how to maximize the best of everything so that I can wean them off food logging. That is the end all goal, is to teach you, make it a habit, make it so that you know when you look at a plate of food, what what macronutrient is short. Like you should be able to look at a plate of food at some point and be like, I know my protein would be low if I were to log that. And that's the point I want you to get at. We wean you off, lose it, and you don't log food anymore. I just, it's not a way of life to continue to log your food. So we definitely want to make sure you understand that. Um, It's important to note that food isn't the only factor when it comes to weight loss as well. So a lot of people are, I mean, I'd say the majority of people are tracking their macros because they want to lose weight. Things like exercise, sleep, stress, health conditions all play a role. And the weight loss process can vary greatly from person to person. So understanding that everyone's daily caloric expenditure that number of calories you burn every day, it varies. And so the number of calories and macronutrients that helps one person reach their goal may be different for somebody else. So that's another reason why if someone tells you they're doing keto and it works for them, well, good for them, but you're different and it might not work for you. Well, it's not gonna work for you. I can pretty much promise. (laughs) Anyway, if tracking macros works for you, great. If it does not, don't worry. I do find it is one of the more beneficial ways to help people learn what a healthy, balanced diet looks like, but it's not the only way. But again, a lot of people ask about macros and I just wanted to give you as much information as possible so you could decide if it might be something that would work for you. Now again, if you want the the free ETB, the freebie, go to shockthatbody.com forward slash macros, M-A-C-R-O-S. It is a cheat sheet of all your healthy carbs, healthy fats, healthy proteins. So if you do track it and you're like, God, I'm low on this today, what, what, what could I add? It's like the easiest list. You're like, oh, it says I could add a sweet potato. I'm gonna try that and you can start trying things. It just makes it a little bit easier to have that list. So I will also put that link in the show notes on the earnthatbody.com podcast tab. Okay, what else do we got? What else is going on? There's so much going on lately, I feel like. Something about uh, the new year, right? It keeps the, the creative juices flowing for me, but it also means like a lot of people are, are trying to get in their best shape, which is awesome. The 10-week Earn That Body program for January is sold out. I am already registering for the March session. So if you think you might be interested, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. I can get you the details on what that 10-week program looks like. In the meantime, I have a lot of people doing the ETB Talks four-week program starting February 4th and also starting the Monday after that. So I'm not sure when this podcast will actually go live, but um, the ETB Talks is something that a lot of clients are doing before the March session. What is the ETB Talks? I don't believe in detox programs, so I created the ETB Talks. It's a four-week program to get your nutrition dialed in. Healthy eating, balanced eating, um, different great drinks that are really helpful for your digestion, different tonics, 
All that wrapped into a very easy to use four week program. You don't log your calories, you don't log food yet in that one, but it is a great way. I've had clients lose 14 pounds on the ETB talk. So that one's gonna start a few Mondays in February. Again, feel free to shoot me an email. And thank you all. I see lots of people posting that they're watching or they're listening to the podcast and then they're adding it to their Instagram story, a little picture of it. It's so appreciated. It just brings me so much joy. Don't forget to tag Earn That Body whenever you do that. Thank you. And what else? That's it. I hope you have an epic, epic week. And just remember that the Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you health, fitness, nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com. Or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.